Welcome back to Agronomy Moment on this beautiful, wonderful day in September. Today we're going to call meteorologist Michael Clark with BAMweather.com to discuss fall weather as it relates to your harvest and also talk a little bit about this last year in terms of forecast hits and misses. Last spring, Michael was on one of our first episodes on this show. He predicted warmer risks in the growing season as well as more hurricanes when we spoke in April. Here's what Michael had to say about the La Nina effect on the Midwest, as well as the hurricane potential. Generally, what this means is, as the ocean waters continue to cool, is that a warmer and, and hotter risk can present itself going forward. Um, it, sure. it, shuts, it shuts off the, the subtropical jet stream, basically the moisture supply into the United okay. States. Sure. Yep. So... That that's the thinking is I think by July I think we're going to be looking at uh, La Nina at a La Nina um, right now. That's there's there's indications of that still kind of going that direction. So I don't think the growing season is is as friendly as it's been the last several years. And obviously last year wasn't friendly by any sure. means. But in terms of actual pollination growing phases, you know key right. key soybean weather into August. Um, it's not looking at, as of right now, there's a chance it's just not going to be as ideal as it, as it needs to be. So in, in the terms of, does that impact hurricanes or in the Gulf? Yeah, I think this year is going to be a very active hurricane season. Um, much above normal, probably, uh, more, more major hurricanes, more named storms. Um, and some of those, you know, have the potential of, of bringing, of coming up into the to the U.S. into the coming into the growing regions, that outlook came to reality quite well. I think that interview was somewhere around the middle of April and is on episode two. If you want to listen to our conversation, we talk of the weather going forward for 2020 growing season. Oh, about halfway through the podcast, I think. Anyway, if we pick apart anything, we could say the dryness and the heat predicted was somewhat later than first thought. However, though delayed by a few weeks. It was not denied, as there have been plenty of drought reports across the region. Finally, that brings us to now. The goal is today to give you a peek into harvest weather going forward. It's always a pleasure to visit with him and his team. Let's give him a call and see what he has to say. Good morning, Michael. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. How are you? Not bad. Um, how's your fine morning going so far? It's good. I cannot complain. It's beautiful out. It is here, too. We had um, definitely the temperature inversions going on this morning, on this fall morning, you know, here in September. And there was a lot of um, fog up there about 100 feet above the crops and the fields. And you could tell it was a lot of mixing happening. Yeah. So. Yeah, awesome. Hopefully it dries up and people are starting to harvest here. So that kind of is exactly what I want to talk about a little bit is okay. uh, harvest weather going forward um, for guys yep. in our area and in general for whoever might be listening. So jumping right in here, um, 
I'm going to start out with a very simple question and probably an obvious answer, but I wanted to hear from you, the meteorologist. Has weather forecasting been a greater challenge for the summer of 2020? Yeah, it definitely has um, by by a long stretch, really. The, the reason for that is, you know, the commercial flights that fly around the world, um, they, they, they observe and collect weather data, and that data okay. is – used in our computer modeling um it's actually a, a huge component to the weather modeling <coughs> excuse me and sure. not to mention the weather the weather balloon launches and the soundings uh all of that has been way down um substantially down people are not flying you know we're, we're not yes. getting the weather balloon soundings we were getting and it's all obviously because of COVID 19 but um, yeah so it is it, it is drastically <laughs> drastically yeah. impacted the skill of weather modeling it's it's been a real a real challenge um you know this year i would say i'm more confident in a two-week outlook than i am in a one-day forecast at times it's, it's, gotcha. it's, it's crazy yep. as that sounds so but but to drill down to that just a little bit the when i've i talked to vince Bryan, one of your meteorologists too about this a while ago and we understand that it's largely because with organic forecasting and what you guys specialize in, the weather models can be completely off base at times. Yeah. And, yeah, and versus just... the longer range outlook or forecast, you're able to say common sense tells us this is what's going to happen, even though the models aren't bearing this out and they might be a fluke. It, exactly. Yep. That's it. Uh-huh. Hit it on the head and, and, you know, it's just kind of like, you, you know, you look at how dry we've turned and you look at how really this, this season has panned out. It's, it hasn't been, you know, it's, it's not been that great for people. Um, and that was kind yes. of the thinking all along, but in between the weather models tried to make it look yes. like it was, it was perfect. Yes. And, uh, and it hasn't been. Well, and, but to go back to um, last February, I was, I remember you saying in one of our, I don't know if it is an interview or you and I were just talking, but you talked about there was going to be some tough growing conditions across the growing regions in 2020. And and I remember you mentioning that. And I'm like, how true, you know, first of July is like, man, how, what's happening here? This is all looking pretty good. But at the first of July, I thought maybe we'd be okay. But Suddenly, that changed fast. And any comments on how how you nailed that outlook? I mean, that was I thought it was pretty good for uh, being that well, far in advance. I I appreciate that. It's very nice of you to say that. I I the the comment I have on it is the developing La Nina was really the was really the key indication that this was going to take place. It was a matter of when did that when did that really take shape because the atmosphere. When the atmosphere changes from an El Nino to a La Nina, a lag time is experienced. Uh-huh. It does. It takes time. Um, sometimes yeah. it can be forty-five days. Sometimes it can be seventy days. And I see. We weren't sure. Yeah, you know, we weren't sure. Was that going to be July one, June one, August one? We weren't sure, but we knew that yes. it was going to happen in summer. Um, yes. And you know, you, you look at Iowa, for example. I mean, they are just they're bone dry and the only rain they've got right. is from a is from a derecho. I mean it did nothing. Um That's right. And you know there there's a drought going on. I mean it's 
we are in a drought. Um, and right. I can tell you right right now, I mean, the next two weeks, there is no rainfall in this forecast. I mean, we are, you know, now at the point where we need to, you know, be concerned for could this could this develop legs into something that could last longer. Um, okay. I so, see. So I want to jump into that here, but before that, I wanted to hear just see if you had any comments you spoke of Iowa and I've heard a lot of guys that I speak with say they've not seen a crop go downhill so fast this late in the season. Is there an explanation for this? Is it just because it's been so long since we've had a drought where we kind of forget or it just seemed like it was such a good crop and it went down. People were posting pictures, you know, of things changing week to week. It was just fast. Well, in, in my you know, and, and for the record, I do want to state I'm not an agronomist, um, but sure. but we all know that. But on the, the climate start, side of the, or weather side. Yeah, the season started wet. Um, yep. There was plentiful, plentiful rain, and um, and it, it kind of just suddenly got dry, <clears throat> and it started in the plains where we had just a number of hot very windy days with low relative humidity values and they were basically maximum dry out conditions um, when you have these warmer days with no rain and low humidity and you throw in some wind you know a north or an east wind yep. um, it it really exacerbates that process immensely and yep being that everybody started fairly wet with plenty of moisture, you know, I don't think it's a secret that the root system wasn't as deep. It wasn't as, as established. I, I agree. You, you know, so in Southwest Missouri. Yep. Yeah. So, and, you know, when you, when, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So when you, when you think about that, um, you know, when you think about those, those scenarios, I, I think that's, that's why conditions have, have deteriorated so quickly and, and the other thing to keep in mind is that people don't don't give enough attention to when when people see rainfall in the models and in the forecast i feel like a lot of people already consider it that it's already rained and, and, and it actually has it you know the 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 markets or the trade they're 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 seeing rainfall in the in the six to ten day outlook and now all of a sudden yep. the outlooks, oh, it looks good because there's rain in the forecast. Well, it has to rain first. Yep. And everybody's I, trying I to I'll, trade those futures. Everybody's trying to trade those futures to be ahead of that curve. And then when the model is, which it at times does, right, and then it changes, um, yep. it comes to the wrong side of that curve. Yeah. So I think it's a, a big thing we in a world where we want it now and we need it now and we want to know the future, I think sometimes we forget that what's actually happening is not, hasn't been very favorable for quite some time. Yep. So, and to bear that in mind for sure. Yep. Going forward, what are your thoughts as relates to La Nina, um, fall harvest, into September, October, November, however far you want to go out. Um, what do you think is going to happen or or what's your thoughts is what you're seeing could happen, I guess. Yeah, I think the, the dry weather pattern and the heat coming, it's going to get warm again, especially in the, in the heart of the grain belt, uh, lack of rainfall. I think, I think a lot of people are done 
really early this year. There's no reason why they won't be in terms of harvest. The weather is going to be very favorable for that. Um, warm and dry conditions will persist well into October, okay. I believe. Um, I I don't really see any That's red flags for harp. Yeah, I, I don't see any red flags for harvest. Um, the only outlier I think that may happen is, you know, maybe you have a tropical storm that might work its way up in there um, and, 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 yes. and potentially be a problem. But, you know, as of right now, that that's just not in the that's just not in the cards right now. So, I think yep. a much warmer and much drier harvest and is we're we're already seeing the dry. That's no secret. Um, yep. And I think that that can continue. It's been cool, which has been nice. Um, yes. But it, it 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 is going to warm back up. So, I I, I so, think we're done a, a lot earlier than what we have been the last few years, honestly. Which you know that at least that that's a good news to the to a very turbulent year um, to have a very hard harvest yet on top of that especially like last year where a lot of the northern folks um, did not have a good harvest and then got shut right. down because of winter weather and and it sounds different this year even as you go further north right yeah the October outlook is favored to be very warm in the plains yeah. the western corn belt so. Um, if anybody is wetter into October, it is the Northern Plains. Um, but in terms of seeing early season snowstorms and things like that, I, I'm not quite seeing that just yet. That's probably okay. going to be a little bit further to the west, like in the in the P and W and things like that. Sure, for sure. So. Interesting. Well, yeah. Um, in wrap up and closing, you mentioned hurricanes. I uh, wanted to ask you just real quick about that. Um, we've got quite a few out there, and when is this going to shut down? Like, do you think this October warmth in the plains will have any bearing on how long the warmth in the water stay in the Gulf, or is that unrelated? Um, well, you know, anytime you you put a ridge over the northern half of of the country, um, you're opening up the 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 door for uh, hurricanes to potentially impact the U.S. I mean, we've got Sally right now that's about ready to hit yes. Louisiana coast or Mississippi coast. I'm sorry. Um, yep. And, uh, uh, you know, we've got seven disturbances right now, which is unbelievable. Really, it's wild. Right. Um, yes. A, a lot of them are not forecast to impact the United States. However, I don't see it really declining anytime soon. And as long as we keep that ridge over the northern U.S. and kind of the it, it kind of steers those – it can steer those storms towards the country. So we need to keep yep. our eye on hurricane season because it is going to continue to remain active for the next several weeks. Gotcha. And what do they consider – I don't even know. What's the considered a hurricane season end date normally? Like, is it October or – Um. Yeah, I would say towards the end of October um, would be a okay. good a good benchmark – um, you know, we're, we're in the, we're in the heart of it right now. We're in the, we're in the, the peak of it okay. right now. Yep. So, um, we'll, uh, you know, let's, let's pray these, most of these miss the U S you know, yes. uh, you, you can still have an active hurricane season and not, you know, have landfall in the United States, which is what we, what for we sure. hope does not, does not happen. So. Yes, for sure. 
Yeah, our hearts go out to those people affected by the storms that have already happened, and as well as those fires out west. It sounds really brutal. Yeah, and one other thing I'll add too, Wendell, is is you know keep in mind that the La Nina is going to have a, a pretty large impact on the South American growing season. Um, okay. You know, hot and dry conditions, and 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 kind of somewhat unfavorable weather down there, just as it was up here. The La Nina has adverse effects on on crop. It's normally not good. So let's keep our eyes on I South see. America too, because that could definitely play I a see. role in in everything. So. I see. So this is the challenge of food production, just going a little bit more to a global scale, like you were mentioning, um, weather, adverse weather in one region, and, and it tends, La Nina tends to affect the southern as well. This tends to reduce food supplies. So in the good years, you really need to make use of it, right? Because it looks yep. like North America has a problem, South America has a problem. We have the major growing areas start to reduce, and that can be a challenge. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, something to, sure. to bear in mind. It is. What Do you have any uh, closing remarks, Michael, that you'd like to leave uh, that we haven't covered or that you've thought of? No, I think that's it. I, I appreciate you having me on. I thank you, Michael, for your um, coming on with us again. You've been um, with us last spring and now again here in the fall, and I thank you a lot for that. Appreciate it. No problem. Take care, Michael. Have a good day. All right, you too, Wendell. Take care. Go to BAMWX.com or call 317-560-8122 to inquire about their services. That's BAMWX.com with phone number 317-560-8122. Let them know you heard it on our podcast. If you have any questions about your operation through this fall, or if I can personally be of assistance to you, let me know. And finally, be safe through this harvest. It should be underscored that your life and the lives of your loved ones are the most important asset on your farm. You've been listening to Agronomy Moment a podcast dedicated to bringing you the best information in a timely fashion to your operation wherever you are. We are coming to a close on agronomy for 2020 and what a year it has been. I have thoroughly enjoyed giving these podcasts and working closely and being a part of your operation and decisions you've been making. Even if you don't hear from us much through this podcast platform through this winter, rest assured we are still here to help you prepare for next year's battles. Stay tuned. We are preparing for live sessions on herbicide programs, disease programs, and more through this winter to prepare for next year's battle for ROI. Your success matters. Good luck. We'll talk to you soon.